0: It is. Now, we good? <laughs> hey, everybody. Welcome. It's a brand new episode of The Yard Sign, the most important and relevant podcast in politics. Your host, as always, Johnny Torres, coming to you from the Bullhorn Communications Bunker. Um, Thank you again to our buddy Travis Horn for uh, allowing us to share his digs here and all his cool stuff here in the background, uh, which you'll see in a minute. Uh, As always, we're going to be talking about the news of the day, uh, both uh, locally, statewide and national. Uh, We hope you join us. Meanwhile, make sure that you like, share and comment on today's broadcast, help us grow the show. Um, And uh, just want to give a quick shout out again to Congressman Gus Bilirakis uh, for joining us last week. If you didn't catch that. uh, we, we talked to him right up front in last week's episode. Uh, you can find that on Facebook and YouTube. And also, don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of our podcast over on Apple, Google, Amazon, Spotify, and Audible. Um, yes, I know, the evil tech overlords. But uh, hey, uh, you know, you you, you play the... Um, oh man, I was going to use a, 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 some sort of metaphor, you know. But uh, hey, those are the cards we've been dealt in, so uh, we're going to work with them and see... Uh, how far we can go. Uh, anyhow, we have lots to talk about today, as uh, you can see there on our topics. Uh, but first, let me go ahead over to the table and introduce to you a new face and an old face. Uh, over here on the uh, the main table, right to my left, is Hector Gonzalez. What's up, buddy? Not much. Glad, glad to be here finally on the yard
1: sign. Uh, looking forward to talking about the important issues of the day.
0: Yeah, well, uh, and Hector is someone who is... uh uh, just a staple of the show and always has been um and you uh, have probably seen him in our comments section and uh and and we just couldn't help but uh, of course extend the invite uh being that he's been such a useful uh and uh active part of the show and so great to have you buddy thank you so much for coming on and the old face on the show today I uh, mean, it's just a little cold weather, you know. Maybe you just need. To, <laughs> wow, what are you, what are you, what are you talking about? Do I need to start using some, uh, some Botox? I know, dude. You get like another like week or two to wear your scarves. I, do, I It was surprisingly cold this week. I was very oh, yeah. surprised. Yeah. In the but it's
2: Florida, so in the morning it's chilly enough to wear. I wear one of these, right. and then the afternoon you're
0: sweating, and you're wearing it like a sarong, basically. <laughs> you know, <too>. Well, <laughs> Jonathan, <it's> so <laughs> <laughs> trying to lose some weight here, so any way to burn a few more calories, no. I'll definitely do it. Yeah. Well, again, let's go ahead and uh, look at uh, today's topics um, because there's certainly plenty to talk about. Most of them, of course, centered around uh, President Biden, um, and so we, of course, are going to be talking about the Russia and China tension uh you know it, biden again uh, you know somebody said that basically biden is trying to govern as if it were opposite day you know he's basically trying to do everything opposite of trump which is not a good governing strategy but that seems yeah. to be and so he's picking fights with uh putin and she and uh not doing too well at uh, no. at doing that <laughs> so we'll pick that apart an evil zadek He's going to talk about fruit or pineapples or something don't ruin it so (laughs) we'll see we'll find out what that's all about uh and then also biden taking a fall and we mean that literally and uh uh, figuratively so we'll we'll talk about uh biden a little bit more there anti anti anti-asian hate crimes we're seeing a rash of these uh throughout the country Uh, But uh, the underlying narrative may not be what you think. And so we'll pick apart what's happening to our friends in the Asian community. Uh, And then chaos in Miami, or crisis in Miami. Um, (laughs) As if the illegal (laughs) immigration situation down there wasn't enough, that's not what we're talking about tonight. We're talking about uh, quite literal chaos uh, that is going on down there. And uh, one of the cons of being one of the few states that is open for business uh, during spring break. So, uh, guys, let's go ahead and kick things off. Uh, hi, to by the way, to uh, Justin, Kimberly um, and Mrs. Stewart watching. Uh, we, we love you guys for watching. Hi, Mom. Um, <laughs> Uh, Russia, China. I mean, obviously, uh, we're seeing now the, the beginnings of a very stark contrast in diplomacy, uh, something that I think people thought that Trump wasn't going to be very good at. But amazingly enough, um, it was very passive, very a very quiet four years yes. uh, for the most part uh, when it came to um, dealing with uh, other countries and foreign diplomats. And uh, obviously, you know, a lot of controversy around Trump's relationship with Russia, Um, And a lot of criticism saying that maybe he didn't push too much uh, or enough against China Um, or China, as he would say. China. Um, uh, What's Biden's deal here? I mean, what I mean, is he literally just trying to pick a fight from nothing? Is he um, I mean, is there something he's trying to accomplish, something he's trying to prove? I mean, it seems to me like he's just trying to distract from all the other horrible things that he's dropping the ball on.
1: I honestly think that going back to what you said about opposite day, it's honestly Biden trying to be the opposite of Donald Trump when it comes to foreign policy, at least from a, from a public image point of view. Um, as you said, uh, Biden is kind of uh, rattling some sabers there, especially with China, with this fiasco of a summit that just occurred in Alaska, uh, where the only productivity in general was the sanctioning of a few Chinese officials based on the fact that the Chinese are engaged in a in genocidal practices against the Uyghurs of northwestern China. So I just think that it's it's go, it's all just going back to what you were saying, Johnny, about Trump, try, I mean, not Trump, Biden trying to be the opposite of Trump. It's opposite day in the White House every day. So it's kind of like a groundhog opposite day.
2: Yeah. And I think it's 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 you're seeing what happens when someone gets into the White House and the administration has been so anti-Trump? Well, now that they've been so anti-Trump, they have to go everything against Absolutely. what Trump wanted to do. So that was a pretty decent policy when it comes to Russia, decent policies when it came to North Korea, China, even the Mexico border. And we'll talk about that later. But this kind of rash behavior has been something that's been very difficult. Again, you can't be such a weak you were a weak vice president. You're not going to be a strong president because everyone already knows you're only here for four years. So every leader who has been in office longer than as long as you have been is going to
1: treat you as a joke. Not just that. Also, as well, remember, Joe Biden said that he wants to get back into the JCPOA with yes. Iran. And that is not a good move because I, you have to understand with, with the Iranian nuclear situation that the nuclear weapon is just a means to achieve a strategic foreign policy objective or the strategic foreign policy objective for the islamic republic of iran and which we, is a destruction of and do Israel. we
2: really want to get back into the middle East? Well, no. a- absolutely americans not. have no appetite anymore for the middle east after no. what
1: 17 18 years we've been in uh, so i'm actually a vet of the war in, in afghanistan i was there from 2010 2011 and uh, when i got there in july of 2010 we'd been we were there almost nine years because the camp, because September 11th of 2001 occurred, mm-hmm. obviously. The campaign in Afghanistan, which began as Operation uh, Enduring Freedom, then became Resolute Support Mission now. Uh, that, but that campaign began in October of 2001. So in October of this year, guys, we'll be in Afghanistan 20 years. We've been longer than—this th- war's been going on longer than Vietnam— Going, it went on longer than World War II. It went way longer than our involvement in World War I. This is the longest campaign that the United States military has ever embarked on in its history. So we've been there. So the, so the thing is, we can't resolve the problem, the, the issues present in the Middle East and Central Asia when these issues have been going on for thousands of years. Yeah. Well, that's what I was
0: going to say. I mean, really, what do we have to show for it, right? I mean, you can point to... A hundred billion dollar budget. hundred billion dollar budget deficit <laughs> and a very
1: unstable government in Afghanistan that if we leave, yeah. I do honestly believe that uh, the president of Afghanistan will have to flee for his life. He'll get or, assassinated before or he or he will be killed in Kabul. I'll say this: right. I think
2: Hector and I were probably the only two Americans that were actually watching or reading the uh, the live uh, conversations in Alaska for the international organizations between international discussions between China and the United States. And it was it was like we walked in with a paper mache knife yeah. and they walked in with a shotgun. It was so disproportionately aggressiveness. It was it was it pretty was, funny yeah. and embarrassing it's, as an American to watch the Chinese walk in completely ready to take us out. We it's
1: I I would say that this because if you look at American the history or the more recent history of American foreign policy, things like the uh, Reykjavik negotiations mm-hmm. that Reagan had with uh, Gorbachev on uh, nuclear weapons, which were phenomenal. I which think were they were phenomenal, phenomenal. But the one previous to that, there was some antagonism between the United States and the Soviet Union, but nothing like what just happened here in Alaska. No. Absolutely not. We weren't publicly embargo, publicly placing sanctions on Soviet officials for I don't know. Uh, Let's theoretically uh, conducting a genocide against the Kazakhs, for Correct. example. In this case, this is as I said, this is the only pro- the only proof of productivity in a general sense yeah. of what this summit produced was just okay. We're just going to sanction these people, further antagonizing the, the People's Republic of China.
0: Well, uh, and so the the bigger picture here, here is because typically it's tied to something, right? Mm-hmm. You know, obviously there's there's been some pushback on behalf of china because you know we've seen the repatriation of a lot of money a lot of jobs a lot of you know um and then of course COVID. i mean i think it's nothing that any company is going to come right out and say Mm -hmm. right but i think you know i mean i don't know at what point does does that straw break the camel's back you know but it's just been too long that we've allowed china to get away with things you know, and and to me, COVID is just the worst of it, you know, but we've seen the lead in the toys. We've seen, you know, just uh, the drywall issue that they had, you know, just about 10 years ago, you know, in the hu- and in the housing industry. And it's not
1: just that, it's geopolitical as mm-hmm. well. I'm currently working on a master's online with the University of Oklahoma Global Affairs and a good chunk of, our, of my study has been on China and turns out that uh, I had to do a, a paper on a on the, on the Chinese global uh, presence, there's a base in the African country of Djibouti that we use, that we're written from the French, called Camp Lemonnier. Mm-hmm. Within sight distance of this base is a new Chinese, Chinese People's Liberation Army Navy base, which is in, the first one outside of outside the, of outside of Asia, yeah. outside of yeah, oh, wow. basically outside of outside of a uh, Chinese soil. So. Uh, they, now, they just
0: build this, like in the middle of the in the middle of the ocean? And no, it's a, it,
1: it's, is, a ba- it's a it's a it's a it's a shore base. Okay. It, it's, it's a naval base. It's a naval base, right. and they built this in Djibouti, right within sight distance of Camp Lemonnier. Uh, the Belt and Road Initiative, as well, it's another point of contention between the United States and China, because although the Chinese are right now saying that the Belt and Road Initiative is only focused on Development of economic infrastructure. That infrastructure could also serve a dual military purpose. Yeah, it's it's a
2: carrot and stick situation. Exactly. They are funding these programs ahead of time to uh, to show some form of diplomatic economic diplomacy. When really it's just causing these countries to default on the debt that they're put in. They're not getting new jobs. Right. All right. these programs no. are being created and being then CREATED and then being the infrastructure be built by Chinese workers. So local uh, workers don't even get the get the benefit or of
1: minimal
0: participation yeah. by local by local national Well we're seeing projects. this happen especially in Latin America as well where a lot of the countries yeah, yeah. Are, in, are in dire financial situations, and the Chinese is coming in, building infrastructure projects. Now they have a presence within the country. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I mean, we know because they're even doing it to us. There's the, the theft of intellectual property. Right. Absolutely. Um, there's, you know, there, there's of course uh, levered, you know, the, the hacking of, of a lot of personal information and, and you know, a lot of government secrets. Absolutely. But it'll, but
2: it'll never change. And even, I mean, Sri Lanka is a perfect example of how they had to default on their loan to the Chinese government and they had to give up the seaport the seaport that was just created for them yeah. that the Chinese paid for it, and so and came... you're seeing that in Greece and other countries mm-hmm. where they the countries of default on the loan that the Chinese people wrote and so they get to keep the infrastructure that the Chinese get and this I'll say this to end this conversation really is that you can see even though we're saber rattling now with big words and we're talking to them about sanctions really who is the individual that they're hiring to run these trade negotiations and so Catherine Tai what is the current uh, top trade uh, j- negotiator? And she has never run a bureaucracy as large as the Trade Federation for the United States. She's a lawyer that sues the WTO. Yeah, WTO when other countries are are not following the or rules, or better said,
1: she she brings suits to the World Trade Organization mm-hmm. against other countries on behalf of the government of the United States. So we're going
2: to sue China, because China really cares if if we sue them or not. This is just, it shows weakness all around. We're just showing more weakness. Biden calling the President Putin uh, a killer is just being stupid. And so you get, people get upset that Trump was being so
1: chummy with these world leaders. Well, yeah, they're world leader. We're, we're going to go absolutely. to war with these people? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> That's the point that I was making And during the Trump administration it's. Either we try to present good faith to these adversaries, because that's what they are, just yeah. straight up adversaries. Or, you know, we could end up with countries that are also armed with nuclear weapons. And, and, and I think the, the choice is starkingly clear. I think the Biden administration,
2: once again, I wouldn't be surprised if we get into another war because of, this Biden, because of the administration. Oh, absolutely. How many administrations has it been since someone didn't start a war? Well, prior to the Trump administration. None. Yeah. I mean, no. Yeah, <laughs> right. Carter? And even Hague had Carter had a, no, he, had a he had the Carter had an Iranian, Iranian Igu claw yeah. that became
1: a map that was just a disaster.
2: Again. Yeah. If for all the faults that people talk about Trump, Trump is the only president in probably modern history that has not started a war outside uh, on, on foreign soil.
1: Or conducted operations that weren't connected to operations that occurred before. One of the, the few
2: presidents that try to completely end the Afghanistan war, try to get us all the way out. And then the military lies about how many troops are in yeah, Afghanistan. They
1: they, they, they bluffed, the, they, they undercut the actual number by a thousand. So, you
0: know. Well, somehow, uh, I believe that this uh, all somehow leads to Enable's Attic. Uh, He's going (laughs) to teach us a little something about something called pineapple democracy. uh, And I have a feeling it has nothing to do with uh, SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't watch television like that. So. <laughs> I watch NPR
2: all day That's long. That's the devil's programming. <laughs> well, thank you, Jonathan Torres. Uh, it has been quite difficult to find positive international lo- news lately. Uh, with corona cases increasing in Europe and South America, uh, the continual military occupation of Myanmar, and the unjust jailing of Aung San Suu Kyi and Alexis Navalny in Russia, Uh, Shit has literally been hitting the fan all around the globe as Jonathan tries to gently get around the camera. (laughs) It's fine. We didn't see it. Uh, It took me a while to find some form of international news that was a little peppy. And that is where we get into the small island off the coast of China. Earlier earlier this year, China banned all imports of pineapples coming from the country of Taiwan. The CCP actions have been seen as a shot across the bow when it comes to the increased tensions between uh, Beijing and Taipei. But like any good middle child, the Taiwanese government decided to create a hashtag to be able to push back on Chinese aggression. Hashtag Freedom Pineapple has been created by the government as a diplomatic and economic way to combat the aggression from the Chinese People's Republic of China. With the campaign in full swing, nations and companies from around the world have started to literally purchase the mountain of pineapples that are being stored in Taiwan. Lost my place. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Countries like Japan, Australia, even Canada have started to push... Uh, has started to purchase the excess supply of pineapples, which has led to a cornucopia of culinary creations, country uh, creations like uh, pineapple sushi, burgers, cakes, ice cream, and even Italy jumping in on it or their social media in their embassy, creating the inappropriate pineapple on pizza.
1: Uh, I mean, it's it's, it's, it's if it's Italy ex- should burn for that. I one. know.
2: I think they're already burning. Honestly, yeah, if it, <laughs> done
1: right, a pine a pineapple Hawaiian style pizza is pretty good.
2: I feel that you are. Wrong. wrong. Yeah. Uh, At the very <laughs> least it's un America. At uh, the very least. All what? of this has resulted in, co- in the complete failure from the CCP to cause economic damage of the Taiwanese farmers. A collective international pushback against the regional bully is a perfect example of how not to mess with a fruit that represents welcome celebration and the ultimate
0: symbol of Southern hospitality. Hashtag,
2: freedom, pineapple.
0: (laughs) And back to you, Jonathan. Yeah, well, this is the part of the show where I tell you to uh, tell Hector how awful pineapple on pizza is by letting us know in the comments, pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Uh, anyway thank you for <laughs> watching the yard sign most important and relevant political podcast in politics and uh y- you know the session is underway uh shout out to all of our friends who are up there working hard in the state legislature uh congratulations to joe gruders on his new artwork <laughs> i'm love i'm loving it. it's very maria antoinette honestly my lord is that uh, i mean he literally plastered an entire wall you got to see it look look up uh joe gruders on twitter um but uh hey man you know he's 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 learned a thing or two from trump in terms of showmanship i think yeah. i think it's a
2: great it's a good social media connection you go to the capitol building there's a place where you can take a picture it looks really cool again the blue seems very royal like marie antoinette blue kind of yeah like, i like French. i like that
0: dark blue that i like dark, it's, it's a yeah. very
2: nice contrast i'm not gonna dig it i'm not gonna say no but i wouldn't be surprised if uh, our inside uh, information Vic, uh, it, victoria had anything to do it's with very the too, it it's very like millennial too because it's like one of those
0: things where you would, like nowadays have to take a picture with it you know, just to prove that you were there. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, so I think in that regard, it's going to be very effective. Uh, again, thank you so much. Make sure that if you're watching tonight's show, to like, share, comment. Uh, on the show. We appreciate you. Uh, And again, remember to subscribe to the audio version of our podcast, which uh, I think we may have more people listening to the show, I think, than watching the show, which is uh, pretty amazing. Uh, So thanks to everybody uh, checking out the audio version of the show on uh, Apple, Audible, wait, hold on. Wow. Uh, (laughs) You got to get it right. Yeah, I know. Got to get it right with the tech overlords. Google, Apple, uh, Amazon, Audible, Spotify, and Audible? No. I don't know. All right, close enough. Um, I know, I'm off. Um, And speaking of being off, uh, (laughs) uh, you know, this is one of those things where, unfortunately, uh, my lack of preparation for today's show uh, hinders the overall quality because we could have certainly brought you some hilarious memes, videos uh, of uh, Biden falling down the stairs. I don't think we've had a good spill, you know, like like kind of a... Gerald like Ford. A, yeah, no. Uh, that was bad. H.W. had a thing.
1: Yeah, when he uh, vomited uh, on the lap of up. the Japanese prime minister. That's <laughs> okay. right, yeah.
0: No, really, it was. And then, uh, I don't think... Which w is actually... Which like is actually uh, oh, yes, he form. did. He had just given a speech, and then he, he went to exit to his right, and that door was locked. <laughs> and, and he was not able to get out of the room... And so then he had to kind of go back. The was other it way. Obama that fell on a bike on a trail, or was that also Biden? I think that was W know. that fell on a bike, too. Uh, He's the mountain biker. I mean, yeah, yeah. gotta remember biker. Obama was the 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 biker in the in the mom jeans. Yes, you know yes, <laughs> I do remember <laughs> that was those, the famous mom jeans. I don't even is allowed to ride a bicycle. So, oh I mean, God, now I mean, <laughs> you know I'm surprised they let him walk up the stairs by himself. He does have a sweet '63 Corvette. Um, I will, horrible. yeah, that is great. <laughs> when he wants to be popular. Yeah. Yeah. I
2: will <laughs> agree that the the internet. Always wins. Yeah. And I don't know what it's called, but it's that machine that you put on top of the rail that, like, you sit in and it oh, brings yeah. you up. Right. <laughs> Those are hilarious. <laughs> I, yeah, I'm I loving it. That. And then, uh, so the way my mom was asking what were we were talking about, because she saw it on the news. Yeah. And so, of course, I find the video where uh, President uh, Trump is uh, shooting, is uh, playing golf, and every time he hits a golf ball, it hits Biden in the back of the head. <laughs> right. That was my
0: favorite one. That one I saw pretty early on, and it yeah. was pretty genius.
2: But how dare us talk negatively, and use this as a a way of discussing these uh, matters of his inability to walk upstairs. Well,
0: Ronald Jackson, um, who was the White House physician... He's now a congressman from the state of Texas. Right, exactly. Um, He came out pretty boldly saying that, hey, like watching him... Like there, there, there's no reason why the media shouldn't be asking about the declining health of the president, um, because not. Uh, you know, again, uh, he was involved with the Trump administration. He was, I think, he was even involved in the Obama administration. Mm, I um, think, so. Like I, I know that end. he was the chief doctor of the White House. You know, he
1: was a, or, he,
0: or maybe it had been a previous administration, um, maybe either a pre- W. I'm thinking yeah. W. But you know, he's saying that they definitely need to be looking into Biden's health. Uh, again, you know, there's but a rocks, reason why. Watch the mainstream media's news no. saying well, are, this, is, this is a politically charged. We're day, only but... two months in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, but they haven't put in, and they won't let him talk to the press. It's been like, since, by himself. It's they Sixty days now, yeah, since so he w- talked to the yeah. press, yes. and he is now the 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 president to go the longest without doing some sort of press briefing. But but with um, the mainstream media, you gotta understand they prop this guy up to
1: where he's at. They're not gonna say, oh, he hasn't really. He's they they mention it passingly. But they're not making a big deal out of it saying, "Oh, he hasn't talked to the public in 60 days.", yeah. because they were in cahoots with Biden since, you know, and I made a point about this during the last election cycle, that they were in cahoots with Joe Biden since Super Tuesday. Uh, there's a documentary on Vice that, if you can find it, I recommend you find it. It's, uh, it's about how basically the mainstream media headed by MB- spearheaded by NBC in this case, Set up the conditions in the press to have Biden beat Bernie Sanders on Super Tuesday. It's called a, I forgot what it was, Bernie, Bernie Betrayal, or something like that. Right.
0: Where it's, but. Uh, well, it, we saw there plenty of times where they were intentionally leaving out some of these other candidates that were rising in popularity oh, out of on screen graphics. Yang and he was
2: constantly removed from polls. He was constantly removed from the. the he was, he was compl- always left out. Him and uh, Tulsi Gabber yeah. was always left out, and the thing that I think a lot of people are, don't understand is that Biden wasn't—he didn't win—he didn't win the Democratic primaries. I mean, Biden right. should he was not just have
1: basically you North know,
2: and South the Carolinas. He shouldn't have won those. No. That was definitely for Bernie. for Bernie, and you just you saw what happened. How Bernie supporters could have voted. For for Biden, you're gonna get you're getting what you what you asked for. Trump coughs or sneezes or does running on sentences on
0: Twitter, and they're they're asking for him his
2: mental uh,
0: awareness. Well, that was the thing. I mean, he had that one moment where he thought he was gonna slip down that ramp, you know. And all of a sudden, I mean, heck, they were starting to dig his grave already because they were like, "Oh, his mental health is declining. His physical health is declining." Fifth Amendment. Right. right. Uh, This guy trips up the stairs twice, three times. Oh, three times you know, and and then heaven forbid if you question the fact that he can't even remember that he's the president because he continues to call Kamala Harris President Harris. Again, I'm
2: I'm loving all of this and the hypocrisy, how it, it looks. Uh, and the media, and I, I'm going to call I'm going to call BS on it. At the end of the day, they're being super hi- hypocritical. People are getting fired at the White House for uh, the consumption of marijuana, when the pro- got vice got president to... herself said that she used marijuana at one time. The progressive
1: she... wing of Hello? the Democratic Party mm-hmm. is calling for legalization of mm-hmm. marijuana, if not all drugs.
0: The 43rd, 44th president of the United States was a habitual marijuana mm-hmm. smoker. Absolutely. I mean, you know, so I don't know what they're trying to get across with that. Or if maybe that was just a way to get rid of some people that they need to get rid of. you know. But what's the message that's being sent there? Especially when we're seeing the legalization of marijuana happen all across the country. So the fact that even Republicans here in Florida are now mm-hmm. pushing for it. Um, it the it,
1: libertarianism. I mean, I'm sure there's basically the libertarian wing of the party. Yeah,
0: but the more, yeah, the more centrist, the more moderate
1: Republicans, yeah. you know, at the but- end,
0: of, At the end of the day, I mean, Colorado has really shown, again,
2: this is the reason why we have 50 states, this is the reason why we're able to pick and choose what states can do what uh, at the end of the day. Um, I like the idea of what Colorado has done when it comes to their sin taxes. That, that's what they call it, they call it a sin tax. And it really much understands like this is why we're taxing it. We're
1: gonna let it happen but we're gonna tax the shit out of it. Yeah. And
2: I wouldn't be I wouldn't be but surprised. Oregon if
1: Oregon now just went a couple steps further ahead than Colorado by legalizing personal use amounts of any uh Illegal substance on the federal code.
2: Let's also calm down with using Oregon as an example. Half <laughs> For <there's>, anything, <laughs> half a half Portland is still on fire, but yeah. no one's talking about right. it. And the federal building has been attacked almost every single weekend because God, or during the week, because God knows those uh,
0: rioters don't have jobs. So we'll see what happens. But God forbid someone has a party here in Tampa. Well, and again, you know, so now talking about Biden kind of falling into other issues. Um, of course, the one that is 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 just snowballing on him right now is the crisis at the border especially mm-hmm. since today project veritas um and shout outs to everybody who sent me links and pictures and stuff like that carry um, carry uh yeah right you know um you know there were pictures that came out of uh, uh, you know of the people that are being detained at these uh, migrant centers, mm-hmm. uh, and honestly, if it weren't because there was a few where I could see like sneakers and pants and stuff, I mean, it almost looked like a box of like baked potatoes, you know, because they're always they're all wearing like those silver those silver like the, blankets, f- yeah, those, the European those... style like warming yeah, foil blankets, right. And, I mean, they barely fit on the floor. I mean, there's literally almost nowhere to walk among that, yeah. them. Um, now we're hearing that uh, Biden's going to spend about $86 million uh, in hotel contracts yep. to put these people up in hotels. Um, you, you know, this thing, I think, is only going to get worse before it gets better. And I think
1: better. what what's being missed about this issue at the border in Maya is that there are you know Biden is is not a woke progressive democrat by any means no. he is a centrist corporatist basically he's trying to 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 run a third obama administration without barack obama being the united states correct. president correct yeah but of the see states. i've
0: said this before which is i don't i don't even believe that biden's a moderate if you look at his history mm-hmm. from beginning to end to now he has always gone with with the the most uh, vocal yeah, yeah. most most the most vocal most progressive wing the most of the, in vogue and, wing yeah of the the, whoever's the the most popular yeah. right and which right now is the progressive wing within mm-hmm. the Democrats and and so I don't think he really has a spine in that sense you know to say well he's a he's a blue collar Democrat you know or he's, he's a serving centrist corporate or a moderate interest because in my opinion. If you look at uh, a few years ago, I want to say
1: about two to three years ago, if any of you guys can recollect my memory, uh, when they did a uh, raid on a uh, chicken processing plant in Mississippi, most of the workers there were of the same origin as these individuals coming into the United States right now, which were uh, here present illegally in the United States. They came in clandestinely. So for me, and it might sound a little conspiratorial, but, you know, it's just noticing the, the economic dynamics within the United States. These are the people that are doing the jobs that the vast majority of Americans just won't do. Sure. Which are working in meat processing, landscaping, uh, uh, hotel upkeep, things of that nature. Yeah. So I think that these people... Housekeeping, that, that there janitorial are, that there, services. You know, that sure. there are powerful moneyed interests benefiting from these people fleeing... Just an absolutely chaotic situation in Central America. There was a mini doc lasted about twenty minutes that I watched uh, from New York Times uh, about uh, these teenagers from Honduras that were trying to make it to the United States. And what I saw this when I saw the conditions of what's going on in Honduras right now. We are looking at something akin to an Afghanistan, Somalia, Liberia. We are watching possibly the beginnings of failed states in these countries. Right. With, and, and the thing, and, and, this, and this is going to loop back around to what we started talking about on China. My thing is this, either we not, really necessarily, not necessarily take lead in resolving these issues, but be the big outside uh, stakeholder in this or the Chinese will be resolving it
2: to our detriment. I don't think I don't think the Chinese will be resolving it. I think China is very much happy with the chaos that's mm-hmm. happening on the southern border. It allows them to focus on other things. I think what's occurring, and again, as a Latin person that has been to the border, that has been with ministries that have helped people uh, dealing with that, that has seen the literal coyotes Shivering people around—it's disgusting. Yeah. Like, to hear the Democrats try to talk about how they have the moral superiority when it comes to this, you're causing more of the problem. The fact that the Biden administration removed the three main policy, which was you have to uh, submit. Um, documentations at the country of, or the first country that you go into. So if you're coming from Honduras, Honduras it's the next country Guatemala. north of it. Yeah,
1: Guatemala. And
2: that, and so you have to go through there. You have to go through one of the checkpoints and you have to wait in the country that you're in before you get asylum seeking. And yet 90% of the people that go requesting do not get asylum because right. it doesn't meet the, the, the asylum criteria. Asylum is a
1: very, uh, to, to because I before I worked with the clerk uh, of court here in Hillsborough County, I worked with uh, Lutheran Services of mm-hmm. Florida doing uh, refuge, what they call family-based immigration, dealing with Cuban, mostly Cuban a- entrants, some Haitian entrants, refugees and asylees. Venezuelans. Yeah. Venez- I had one client that was a Honduran female minor. And uh, just the, the standard, and I learned this from the, actually the guy that hired me, a gentleman by the name of Javier Torres, who I have... Eternal appreciation because he was the first guy who gave me a job after I got out of the army. Uh, and after he left Lutherans and started his own uh, nonprofit here in, uh, on, Howard, on Howard Avenue, uh, I went up to his office and he showed me just the, the, ex- the, the extent, depth, and scope of applying for asylum. Mm-hmm. Guys, the application's about this thick, no lie. And it's because we're getting applications
2: from around the world, from like people that are running from political um, asylum, that are asking for war torn. So again, I think the bigger conversation is, and I, I agreed with the Republican position, you secure the border. Kim Davis is talking about how there are specific places on the border that are left open so that migrant workers are able to go back and forth, which
0: defeats the purpose completely when it comes to this. No, if, we do have, and the problem is, is, is you know, which again, uh, Trump had the right approach, and and, and, and I think Republicans have the, the right approach, which is that you have to be able to control the border before you can reform immigration. Correct. Um, and, and having worked for Senator Rubio, um, I can tell you firsthand that the businesses and industries that depend on migrant, legal migrant workers, because you can't hire migrant yes. workers legally... Um, that whole wing of immigration has to be reformed because it's currently not even meeting the needs of the employers that actually benefit from it Mm -hmm. and are willing to make the investment. Correct. I mean, there's a huge investment that people don't realize because from the minute that you decide that you want to hire somebody, uh, let's say that's in Mexico, um, because again, that's the closest point of entry, um, they have to cover the expenses of that individual from the moment they cross into the United States through the entire time that they work for them and then all the way back um, and so it's a huge investment on their part um, and 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 to and, and the reason I bring that up is because I also want Republicans to understand that this is a problem like they there is a need and a role for these individuals to come into this country Absolutely. and work um, and and trust me that if Americans were willing to do that type of work these companies would be more than happy to hire them. Mm -hmm. The problem is, is for instance, one of the largest landscaping companies here in Tampa Bay, you know, would tell me, look, we've offered 20, $30 an hour. We can't find people that want to do this type of work. And so they have to take advantage of these migrant worker programs. And it's a lottery and it's a very shallow lottery. and, And depending on how many people you're able to hire, is going to affect your revenue at the end of the year because it's going to determine how much money you're able to make. Florida is a perfect example that it's agriculture,
2: it's tourism. tourism. There's a lot of aspects that go from there. And the reason why I'm so adamant about about stopping the illegal immigration flow is because those individuals that come into this country, that are working underneath the table, are not getting paid correctly, are not being treated correctly, are being taken advantage, are being trafficked. All of that stuff is happening because the Democrats don't want to get involved with the immigration. Policy. We were close during the Trump administration to get some form of correction when they came to that, and we would, they wouldn't budge at all because they don't believe in building a wall. Again, we didn't have this crisis four months ago. We have. How on earth are you saying that this is an abiding crisis when the migrants that are trying to come over the a wall lot of them have saying- T-shirts? Let's say Biden, let me in.
0: Right. Absolutely. What
2: on earth mm. are you doing? Are you thinking? That's the same yeah. same thing that happened. And who's paying
0: for those? Exactly. Shirts?
2: Again, this just shows. Again, seventy six percent of Americans that were polled recently by the Hill say that this is definitely a crisis, and the fact that the that the government is not talking about it as a crisis is starting to upset people. Because again, we did not have this problem when Trump was in office. Now right. we but have a question, huge
0: problem. The question here. But that people has- also, sorry, really quickly, mm-hmm. uh, but people forget. That there was a crisis at the border at the end of the Obama administration Mm -hmm. that they refused to also acknowledge. Yes. And they wanted to claim was non-existent. They wanted to claim that these caravans that were coming through all of Central America were non-existent. But
1: what is the political desired end state of allowing this situation to just keep on happening without any resolution? What... What is the Democratic
0: Party trying to gain out of this? That's I think the- they're gonna, they're gonna, they're going again never let a crisis go to waste. Thank you, Rahm Emanuel. They're going to say, hey, we can't control this any longer. We're gonna have to give asylum to 10, 15, 20 million uh, of these people that, will- that are amnesty. here. Yeah. That, will the they, to- that will blow up the border. This is going to blow up the border system. This is going to give them a reason to force amnesty through, which is, I think, what they wanted to do anyways. Mm -hmm. Um, And and they want this to boil over.
2: But we've seen this story already happen once before. We, Reagan. Reagan was Reagan created the amnesty program for Mm -hmm. 20 million, or 10 to 15 million um, uh, illegal immigrants that were in this country. And we're back at the same problem 20 years later. And so we're not gonna solve this problem the way they wanna solve it. The fact that they were willing to pay uh, for hotel rooms, the fact that they're willing to fly them to the Canadian border so they can be right. processed in, can- in the Canadian uh, facilities just shows you how unwilling they are to take this. Because they're not willing to get hotel rooms for the National Guard no. to be sleeping when they were, when, are they still protecting the Capitol building? I don't even want to get there right now. What I'm saying is they're willing to spend the money on migrant workers but, or migrants, but they're not willing to spend it on American soldiers. That tells you the, 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 the priorities for the yeah. Democratic Party. I don't see how on earth can you be a Democrat and say that you have the moral ground on immigration when you are allowing children to be put in cages the whole time you were giving Trump grief when you're using photos of the Trump and the Clinton administration and their facilities. But then when it happens to the Biden, oh, no one can hear anything whatsoever. They're not even pushing Biden to do a press conference.
0: Yeah. Well, and, and one or the other to kind of I'm over it. To transition into the next topic, but I think it's also somewhat related, you know, is uh, the fact that uh, when it comes to these anti-Asian hate crimes that have been happening, um, and I hate using the word hate crimes, but, but uh, let's just go ahead with that vernacular for now. Uh, this is also something that's gone largely ignored um, right now in the country. Mm-hmm. It's only just now starting to get some attention, but this has been going on for months. Now, the part that irks me is, is that they want to continue to blame the Trump administration, okay? But what doesn't feed that narrative and the reason that that hasn't really caught on and doesn't support um, that narrative is because it's happening in these liberal strongholds. Where are these anti-Asian crimes happening? They're happening in New York City. They're happening in San Francisco. OK, where, again, they have large Asian populations, Houston, Texas. OK, Atlanta. why are they happening in these in these very liberal cities? OK. And, and of course, they want to point to Trump in, in trying to say that, oh, well, you know, he called it the Chinese virus and the China virus and the, you know, and he made it about uh, about Asian Americans. Um, but we're obviously months removed from that there was very little of this happening during the Trump administration. And so, yes, by all means, like let's bring attention to this issue, but let's also uh, try to figure out why this is happening because that's the one thing that nobody has truly been able to pinpoint. You know, Is this retaliation over people that have been locked up in these cities for way too long, that are going through a lot of stressful situations because they can't work, they can't live, um, you know or or is there something bigger here that's being missed? I think it's
1: um, you know unfortunately it is a situation in which it is uh, you know, uh, this uh, uh, sadly racially motivated there are people as, as you Johnny said, these are people that are dealing with you know these incredibly weird stressful situations of basically kind of being treated like they're on, you know, on probation where they can just basically go to work if they're allowed to go to work and home, and that's it. There's no entertainment. There's no dining out. There's, you Couldn't even go to – I think the libraries still here in Hillsborough County are closed. Um, so, uh, But, yeah, I think it is, unfortunately, a, 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 a rash – of anti-Asian
0: violence because, but is it related to the virus? That's the big question. I mean, I think it, it's, I mean, it's, it's that it's, seems it, like the obvious the answer. The virus,
1: but is, the virus is 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 the face is like the face of this sentiment, but I think it's also just the fact that people are scared about China being the next superpower. That you know the Chinese are trying to take over the world. There's no, just a lot of. I, 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 I,
2: I'll, I'll push back a little. I, I, and I, I would actually tell you now please research if we had an increase in Asian hate crimes during the rise of the Japanese during the late 80s and 90s to see if it was correlated to that, because that was a time when people thought that Japan was going to take over the world as yeah. well. I will say I wouldn't be surprised if there's a percentage of it that does that people are afraid and are contributing to the, the Wuhan virus, coronavirus, and everything else. We didn't see it during SARS or the bird flu or any of the other ones. Um, I think there's just a lot more tension on the ground because people are cooped up. I'll also say this. the um, One of the biggest uh, populations that do not report hate crimes among themselves are the Asian community. Right. They're very much underreported because a lot of them do not report crimes to the police. That's something that happens a lot. There's also a lot of racial tension between the African. American community and the Asian community. Look at community, what happened in L.A. The LA, L.A. riots, YouTube. yeah. So Koreans and the, in the yeah. black community. So I think a lot of that is just, the, people are frustrated. Mm-hmm. People are upset. Um, people are desperate. So a lot of the attacks in the beginning were from el- on elderly Asian uh, men and women, more women than men, actually. Yeah. And now the increase is more with women. Do I think what happened in Atlanta it was a hate, hate crime? Uh, not really, because you, you read the report after you read the headline, and it talks about how he was just there were other people that were shot, not just Asians. Do I think he will, you're gonna have to talk to him? Was he killed? I don't remember. No, he's
1: in he's he's in
2: he's
0: in a Georgia jail right now.
2: So, I think it was more or less that he was shooting cuz they said he Yeah, had but a this sex, is the it
0: thing. Was sex addict. This is what this is what bothers me about this issue is is that they basically waited for a crazy white guy yeah. to go and shoot a bunch of people to make a national issue out of it. Mm-hmm. This has been happening again in New York. This has been happening in San Francisco. And honestly, a lot of it has been minority on minority crimes. Yes. And so it has been minorities attacking Asians. Okay, and of course, that doesn't fit the narrative. That doesn't fit the America is racist narrative, and so they're not gonna run with that.
2: Well, I saw a meme talking about that, like how uh, Asians did not start the virus, uh, black people are not, it went off that, and I had to type in, and white people are not racist. And then the comment got deleted, and the whole post got deleted, but like, because you're not, you're pushing back on the narrative of like, yes, all these,
0: all these people are not what their stereotypes are, but then you leave out white people, like, that that's offensive, right. and I'm well, not white. Well, and then, again, the meme that, that, you know, that cracks me up the most, you know, and obviously, uh, in case you haven't noticed, all three of us are Hispanic. Yeah. Um, but it's <laughs> like, all yeah. black lives matter. All Latino lives matter. Now it's all Asian lives matter. Okay, so why can't we just say that all lives matter and just be done with it?
1: Because the, it's, but the, it's with it, because the, it doesn't fit the narrative. It doesn't fit the narrative. Right. Uh, it, and it's the
0: demonization of... of of european descendant caucasians and they love it they love they they want to cause class warfare they
2: want to it's almost like the media wants a race war like that's what right. they want they want they're doing it self a fulfilled prophecy of a race war and that's what they want and we're here to say no none of us want that i have plenty no. of friends that are of all the spectrums of the color of the rainbow right and yet you have these people that you talk to from the north and even the west coast they're like well you you have white friends or you have it's just they, they feel like they they're, they're even they're
1: even going they're even going into this of, uh, about spring break saying that there's Destinations for African American students to go on spring break, and then there's destinations for white, for Caucasians to go to spring break.
0: Well, I'm teasing a little bit yeah. on one of our, our, <laughs> our upcoming topics is the fact that there's even black leaders in the in the, in the community down in Miami that are trying to say that somehow this curfew is racist. It's like the curfew applies to everybody. How is it racist? How is it racist in a predominantly Hispanic um, county. A, a county and city? How it, uh, I mean, especially when the when the elected officials are all his family. How Even is in it, Miami Beach, the yeah, how, there it's a little yeah, bit more diverse.
1: That is
2: definitely European. They take euros and half of South Beach. But I will say this: yeah. er, they are always looking for something to be racist. That's why we can't have a, we can't have nice things. We can't have Dr. Seuss. We can't have all these other conversations that something Dumbo. might Dumbo. We can't have Dumbo. We can't Pepe have a La lot La of Pug, things. Oh Peter yeah, Pepe Le Pew. Right. But I'll say this: all of that's racist. But then asking for a driver's license is racist as well, right. when you're voting, I have to show a license to get on a plane, to buy alcohol, to do all of this stuff, to get a mortgage, but I don't need one to vote. And if I do, if I request that everyone does it, then I'm being racist. And That
1: goes into something I think I mentioned last week, in the Commonwealth of Puerto Rico where I was born, uh, Not, only, not only, to vote in Commonwealth elections in Puerto Rico just having a driver's license is not enough. You have to have what's called an elect, a state electoral commission card, mm-hmm. which is a separate ID. It's a, it's a yellow and white card with black text. And it says who you are, what's your address, where's your voting precinct, and where you vote. And, you know, if, and I think that if we as Republicans are serious about securing elections, why don't we st- copy yeah. an example of a place that is uh highly controversial right now with the statehood matter because apparently they're doing things better i mean they're still trying to resolve one or two elections but they don't keep on beating the drum in the puerto rican media no white
2: liberals will say that what you just said was racist White liberals are by far some of the most racist mean, people I know.
0: Meanwhile, in Africa, Nelson Mandela actively campaigned for voter ID. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And there's a very famous picture you know, of him wearing a t-shirt advocating for voter IDs in, in African elections.
2: Even the coronavirus, people logging in, I think it was the Biden administration that said that it would disproportionately harm um, black and, and brown people because they don't know how to get on a computer and register for, an for right. a deployment for a corona vaccine. I mean, that's
1: why we should... Stay- Still have paper, you know.
2: <laughs> Again, yeah. I think they look for racism in everything, and if you're looking for racism in everything, you're gonna find it some way. And you know what? Let it happen because they will eat their own. You're already watching
0: cancel culture. Well, happen eventually, it becomes the boy who cried wolf. I mean, eventually, it becomes it becomes a you know the the thing that when everything is racist, nothing is racist.
2: But that's mm. but and I agree what you're saying. But allowing that to occur in the population is what ha- is results in a Nuremberg situation or, or happens, or, or, or a genocide situation. You keep on calling that and you don't point it out. As Republicans, we have to point out that what they're doing themselves is racist. What right. they're doing themselves as Democrats is racist. If you agree with the current Im- immigration policy, then you are perfectly fine with allowing, um, you're allowing children to be trafficked and you're allowing for the sex trade. You're allowing for all that. Because you're unwilling to secure the border, honestly. if. <laughs> Was it I think it was like 40 percent of the kids that are crossing the border yeah. do not have any connections with the adults that they are walking over with and people are oh that's not true yes it you haven't been there you have no idea what's happening on the border and you it's documented. no idea hmm? I mean it's documented it's yeah, documented yeah, yeah, yeah. and they don't care they right. don't care. Oh, so when someone in the United States goes to prison, do we let their kids go to prison also? No, No. we separate the kids to the parents. This is just a mind-boggling conversation. Well, and now
0: that Biden's in power, now you don't see AOC at these detention centers for the photo op, right? Oh. Oh. It's, uh, you know, now that the people are literally pouring out uh, of these facilities because there's just not enough room for them, Mm -hmm. you know, and again, you're going to have... A, I mean, we're calling it a crisis. I think it's going to be much worse than that over the next few weeks. It, ta- uh, well, it's, it's, it takes it's about two or three over. weeks
2: for it, to, for it to, as it ramps up now, for it right. to ramp down. It's going to take a month for it to ramp down. Yeah. So the fact that they're getting 100,000 people trying to cross the border in a, in a week... We, I think it yeah, is. it's it's, it's, abso- it's crazy right now what's happening. Also, that allowing that to happen is a brain drain to the rest of South and Central America. Yes. You ne- if you want those countries to it's, f- it's figure themselves giving, out...
1: It's also giving in to this very corrupt political culture in, in Central America. I remember reading, and I forgot what the source was, but uh, there was a politician, I think in Honduras who was basically telling these people that, that he was campaigning at a campaign stop, uh, yeah, if you want to improve your life, go north.
0: I wouldn't be surprised if it's under, <laughs> I, well, well, I, I mean, remember, I mean, it wasn't that long ago. I believe it was during um, the, the uh, Obama administration where the mexican government literally had pamphlets that they were handing out on out across the border it was democrats um, it was
2: democratic aides that were providing the literature to be handed out in mexico for them to be right. able cross. it was like the beginning of the trump administration that they were trying to at the end because that huge surge happened at the end of the obama, obama administration, administration right. and you saw that trump had to again we had four just because you hate trump doesn't mean you have to hate all of his policies. The fact that you can't even say that, that Trump had some good policies. You think it was easy to do warp speed for us to have the vaccine in less than a year, yeah, when it usually months. takes 10 years mm-hmm. to get it done? Please, this is, it's just, they're
0: unwilling to even give any credit to the man whatsoever, because it's its orange man bad. Orange man right. bad, that's all it's all about. Yeah, well, speaking of which, we got a little bit of time. Um, you know, uh, so let's go ahead and, and bring what up. What on earth is uh, I wrong know. With us. We started on time. We're running early on topics. Um, My scarf I'm, is looking legit. I'm almost afraid to like go outside. I'm like, well, I'm like, I'm wondering what's going to happen next. The Russians. Um, well, that's the, the Russians. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Red Dawn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Biden's going to have the FBI out yeah. there waiting for us. Um, you know, thank you again to everybody for watching the Yard Sign. Don't forget to like, comment, share. Uh, And follow us on all of our social media platforms. Uh, Also, the audio version of our podcast is also a great way to keep in touch with the show. You can find it over at the Tech Overlords at Google, Apple, Amazon, Audible, and Spotify. There we go. (laughs) All right. Got them all that time. Um, (coughs) uh, But uh, uh, speaking of Trump, uh, news coming out today, and I believe Jason Miller, who was a senior advisor uh, to President Trump, saying that... uh, that he's actually looking at potentially launching his own social media platform. Now, as like taking off my political hat and putting on (laughs) my digital marketing hat, okay? You know, having been in digital for 14 years, um, I don't think it'll succeed. I think there'd be a lot of money invested, a lot of early interest. The question here is, but, who runs the servers? Well, <laughs> and the the other thing is the execution. Mm-hmm. You know, how well is it going to be designed? You know, and again, it, don't get me wrong. Obviously, close to half the country is probably going to be interested in joining it or checking it out at least in some yeah. form or fashion. Um, but to be honest, we just don't. We tend to not do these things very well. Um, I yeah, agree. No.
2: I agree with you that we as Republicans do not do things. Like I mean, this it took a Brit. Well.
0: It took a Brit to How, make Fox News. However, mm, okay, however,
2: like, it, I wouldn't be surprised if Trump figures it out. Don't get me wrong. I'm not even allowed to have more than one social platform at a time, so I won't be getting it whatsoever because the wife doesn't let me. However, I yeah, wouldn't look, be surprised if it does succeed.
0: No, but think you about have, it. You no, have but 75 but There's million no people. track record. To, there's no track record there. To show that this has any, any because look, let's be honest, okay? And I know I'm probably gonna get some hate yes, for this. Yes, let's be honest. Okay. Trump has only done one thing well, and that's promote Trump. That's yes. put his name on buildings, okay? Um, Aircraft, so, boats. Okay. Airline failed. The, the steak company failed. The casinos failed. The, the um, university. And and, and really, uh, which didn't even have his name, but the TV show was maybe the well, second most successful thing All of thing those were just... A lot of those are just his name. Yeah. The underlying
2: business is not him, which I I understand what you're calling for. I'm just for.
0: saying, there's no proof that... Not, uh, of any other of su- their business so, model that he's been successful. If at. the
2: name of the if the name of the uh, social media is not Trump.com, Trump.com. I'm, Trump. I'm not talking I think it will succeed. I think it will succeed if it's not Trump.com or TrumpTweet.com, like something like that. If it's not like that. I w- again, I think people are ready for something else yeah. when it comes to another form of Twitter. parlor was okay, and I think if Trump were to take over parlor, I think that might be something interesting right. because they're saying it'll be out in the next month or two. You can't create an entire system in no. two months, so either they're acquiring something or they've been building something but for a trump
0: while. but uh, you know again, so going back to you know parlor, actually, which you just just brought up, parlor is a perfect example of Republicans. Not being great at this digital stuff because okay? they
1: didn't they didn't take into account that it was Amazon Web Services. Not that even was that.
2: That's, that's technical. That's, that's the nail that's that killed the, it. You know. Now, I if mean, Trump wants but, to open up a farm, a server farm, I'll invest in that in a no, heartbeat. And I think
0: I think he'd have to do that first. Yeah. Of yeah. It would and have you, to be you, his own service, gotta, right? And 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 there's there's Republican-leaning you know companies out there that do that type of work. But the other is 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 um, again Parler. Was a subpar um, yes. kind of platform. I heard it was very clunky. It's just not. It yeah, it's clunky. It was kind of hard to figure out. Didn't look great. You know, yeah. it wasn't very intuitive. Uh, I mean, if you spent enough time on it, you could eventually figure it out. I'm surprised, but it certainly didn't draw me in enough. You know, for instance, like Clubhouse. You know, yeah. Clubhouse is blowing up. And, Joe, yeah, Joe, and, I don't. I don't even, I, I don't
2: don't know what Clubhouse is because I am not an Apple (laughs) server. Johnny Torres It's cooler than Joe Rogan in that
1: aspect because Joe Rogan fought a little bit with my favorite comedian right now, Tim Dillon, as to getting on Clubhouse. Tim Tim, Dillon is hilarious. Because Tim Dillon is blowing up Clubhouse in in his crazy semi-conspiratorial way. And he tried to get Joe Rogan to go on Clubhouse. And Joe Rogan's like, I don't want him, man. I don't want him, man. And Why man, does Joe
2: Rogan need to do
0: Clubhouse?
1: He's
2: worth no.
0: $100 million. Well, and also, Joe, Joe Rogan doesn't like the back and forth. Yes. Like, unless he's interviewing somebody, yeah. right? He doesn't like the back... Like, if he if he does, or when he does post on Twitter, which is very rare, mm-hmm. um, he, he doesn't... He said before, he doesn't read responses. He doesn't check timeline. You know, he'll post something and just walk away. Same with Instagram. The stuff he posts on his Instagram, also very personal... Not yeah, him working out in it's the gym. Not, you know, he yeah. doesn't engage in the comments. So I don't. Clubhouse is definitely not a platform for Joe Rogan, no. um, but I do see it being a great platform for a lot of people, and 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 I love it. I'm enjoying it. You know what I mean? Uh, and and uh, I, it's it's weird because it's. You have to make time for it, mm-hmm. you know, because it's so in the moment. It's, it's just audio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, you can't like go back to it like Twitter or Facebook. You mm-hmm. know, you can you can't just check it later because it won't be there later. Yeah. It doesn't. So,
2: it doesn't exist until it's on Android. Yeah. <laughs> I,
0: now I, I will say this: the yeah, comments, Instagram would disagree like, with you. I'm not on Instagram either. so pfft. Um, so <laughs> well, but my point is, like Instagram started as an iPhone only, and now mm-hmm. it's Android, and everyone's on well, it. Yeah, but it blew up before it crossed over to Android. I right? would beg to differ. Did it
1: blow up after Facebook acquired it, or before? It, it? Oh, it before. blew up before. Yeah, I will yeah. say this: the that's
2: comment-
0: why they got I think a couple billion. From now yeah, speaking the, of the, Facebook, wait, wait, wait. The yeah.
2: comment section is going pretty well, actually. Robin Adair says that uh, it should, it's going to be great and huge, and she says it should be considered the TNN, the Trump. News Network. So I'm um, loving this one. Um, Kimberly is saying that it's going to be a pretty big deal. So people are, people are excited. It's going
0: to be great. It's going to Tr- be huge. Kimberly is saying luxurious. Trump by Trump. Leguous. Perfect. Be luxurious. Amazing. Millions of people are going right. to join it.
1: The first day. <laughs> the first but day. But a serious question, though, is... He actually uh, said
0: that already, by the way. Uh, did he officially say that he's going to do it? it was, no, but it was something like if he did... You yeah. know, like he was, he was like, you know, millions of people are going to join. Millions it. of people yeah. will yeah. join it. It will crash. Start. I mean, <laughs> seventy-four million in.
1: people voted for Trump. You yeah. know, so. But my serious question about this is, what kind of interference would big tech want on such a thing occurring? What would they? Let's oh, say easy. they let them I mean, run, yeah. but they wouldn't. They, app, app they wouldn't, right. wouldn't let it on their what's it called app store. They wouldn't let it on app store. Yeah, yeah that's so. A big, it would have to
2: be a web-based communication platform because it wouldn't be allowed to be an app.
1: So it kind of sounds like MySpace, you know, back in the day. We, we're well, yeah, it would just be like, you know, it,
0: it, well, yeah, because the problem is, is that, still like, like, for, for instance, <laughs> be it Android or Apple, right? So Google or Apple mm-hmm. could say, not only are we not going to list this app on our store, but we're also not going to allow it to install on our devices, you know? and And so at that point, then what do you do? I mean, because if you're relegated to a wet, uh, a a desktop only platform, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I find that really but, hard to scale. But wouldn't
2: up. that cause an antitrust and um, it could. monopoly
0: conversation?
2: Yeah, it could. you could easily. I mean, and Trump would; he has the money to. But steal. I mean, they're
0: going to claim right that mm-hmm. this is going to be a breeding round ground for you know hateful speech and hate groups and you know racism. But then and,
2: you throw it back at them and say there was more of that on the Facebook and Twitter platforms than there was on Parler. But yet, yeah, we. we we needed a scapegoat when it came to what happened on January 6th. Mm-hmm. Again, I think what's going to occur, I think people are getting very smart to the idea that the tech overlords, as you call them, I enjoy my social media, so I'm not going to say that, yeah, uh, is, they're going to start overreaching. I say I'm waiting for someone, I wouldn't be surprised if it's AOC, that calls on to break them up. It, it's going to be whoever wants that, to become the next Democratic president. That's after already com- kind of happening after some- in,
1: the, in the Florida state legislature yeah. where they are introducing bills to combat this pushing, this uh, progressive left-wing narrative by big tech, there is already a bill in the Florida State House that is Seeking to combat the and Facebook
2: lost. Um, they went against. They were. They took off the news and articles in Australia. in Australia and they lost that fight. Yeah. So that was very interesting. So you still the government's going to have to show that they are bigger. and I don't like getting government involved in things like this, but it's become a point to where it's just too big. Uh, what's happening in, in Amazon when it comes to unionization in a, in, Alabama. in Alabama? It's very interesting to see what's happening there. And it's gonna to have to happen. I don't like unionization. I think it's it's ridiculous. However, when it comes to those people that are working in those factories, I wouldn't be. I would suggest that they should unionize. Amazon is making way too much money, and it's time for. And them surprisingly
1: to enough, what major political figure in the Republican Party is supporting this push down up in Bessemer,
0: Alabama, to unionize? Marco Rubio. Marco Rubio. Yeah. Well, I mean, because it's one of you're these never
2: going to become president. You are too short. <laughs> I love Marco Rubio, but he's not going to become president. He's he just it doesn't happen. I don't want to sound biased. I yeah. love him to death. I'm getting. I'm probably going to shoot myself in the foot. But, but I, I think I think this out. was
0: Marco's way to push back against Amazon. Mm-hmm. You know, with with everything Amazon has been doing to Republicans. You know, yeah. pushing back and say, oh well. Um, you know, you've been you've been alienating us. You've been pushing us to the side. Well, don't look to our support, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to being anti unionization. Yeah, to combating unionization. Um, you know, because, your, you know, well, yeah, your if you're going to pick sides, well, good luck with the Democrats and on this. And they've shown one. it.
2: They've shown how much the, they, the tech overlords have already shown what side they're on. Yeah. And so, because of that, F it. Bring it on. Unionize all of it. I don't care what. It doesn't matter anymore. If they're going to go against us and not give us money for the elections, might as well do it. I'm perfectly fine with it. And I'm, well, I'm looking. I'm so looking forward to 2022 just to
0: see how it all falls apart with for the Democrats. Well, mm. one of the things that I think we also need to be paying attention to is to what Congressman Gus Bill Bilirakis said on our show last week, which is that they are going to reopen and start discussing Section 230 again, which yeah. would be huge. Mm-hmm. Um, because, again... A, a, a moving these platforms or moving these tech companies from from uh platforms to publishers mm-hmm. puts them under a whole new set of rules that i think is going to help uh it's just going to squash some of these issues right out of the gate um and and look amazon uh in regards to unionization has kind of dug its own hole i mean my mom works for amazon here locally for a season um and Look, obviously, working standards have greatly improved, right, mm-hmm. over the yeah. past 50, 60 years. Um, but they do work their employees really hard. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could even say that. they a 24-hour operation. Yeah, well, and for someone like my mom, who's in her 60s, right, they they do create an environment that is almost set up. Those individuals who are older for failure mm-hmm. uh, because they can't keep up with the demands that they're continually given um, in terms of work quotas, and so there are some issues there that Amazon's going to have to work out, um, and, and and if it has to be through unionization, so be it. You know, but again, I think like government, there's a role for everything. Yeah. You know, now is the union's role today what it was 50 years ago? No, no of no. course not. Um, but I do think that there needs to be some checks and balances, um, and if if Amazon's not willing to do it themselves, then that's when a union needs to step in and say, hey, look, you guys need to sort this out, because this is not uh, a, a... A humane working environment. Exactly. But Thank the
2: only you. way for that to ever be released is for Republicans and Democrats to get on the same side in regards to being in the same position. If the... If the employees want to be unionized, then they should be allowed to be unionized.
1: I mean, it's freedom of assembly.
2: Yeah, and, and again, again I, the Constitution allows it, and protection for those things. I think a lot of Democrats are very surprised that we yeah. believe that uh, if a unionization needs to occur, then it should occur. I think they're just so shocked that Republicans are, are not pro-business all the time. Right. We're still pro-business. I just also think that it needs to be more humane. Pro-fair
1: yeah. business. Yeah, pro-fair not, business, not corporate you're greed. Not seeing, you're not seeing the Republican Party support what Foxconn is doing on Apple behalf in China, where they're working their workers to the point where they're having to put nets, suicide nets, suicide nets yeah. uh, on the, uh, from the second floor on up on their windows to prevent there because ba- it's, it's basically slave labor, even worse for the Uyghurs that are out in, uh. Northwestern China, working in in these in these factories. Well, so those are slave camps. I mean, the, but, but, are, yeah, but you
2: know. no one is ever gonna make a change until the until the individual is decide, making the decision not to buy. Apple products that are made in China and probably in factories. That oh, because like, Androids aren't. Who who said that? I didn't say, did I say that? I didn't say that. What I'm saying is it'll never change until it stops. That's why you have the NBA yeah. willing to hush people and fire people when they start talking about yeah. Hong
0: Kong. Or
2: and this will happen in other places. Oh, LeBron
0: loves to get real vocal about politics until you bring up China. Oh my God! He's, oh, absolutely. He's a douche. All right. Well, on that note, uh, by the way, I think Trump can't help himself. He'll definitely put his name on whatever platform he comes up with. I don't I think. So. I, I don't d-
2: think it'll be the Trump. It'll
0: be called Trumpnet. It will Trump not. Trumpnet. I don't. Trumpnet. Old background. <laughs> I, Trump font in black. Roman serif letters. Exactly. I
2: pray. I'm. I'm predicting that there is no. That doesn't. Uh, oh, Maybe this oh, no Trump. I think you're starting something. I know. Maybe we're starting something here. Okay. We brought this on just to see <laughs> if it works. So I'm predicting it doesn't have Trump's name on it. If it does, it won't work. <laughs> if it
1: doesn't, I think it might work. I, I think, think they should call it something like Red Wave or, you know.
0: That's too by political. By the way, if he doesn't political. put this together before the midterms, it's completely pointless. Yeah.
2: Oh. Wait. That's the only power he will get is those districts.
0: He has to pull this off before midterm elections. They say three months, or it's pointless. Then it's been in the works for a while. Yeah, that's what
2: I'm mm-hmm. saying. It's either acquiring something, or it's yeah. been in the works for a while. They right. haven't said anything, and I'm very surprised that no one has said anything on that. It's probably going to be parlour. Yeah, it's would probably be a
1: relaunch you know, of parlour. I mean, yeah, the infrastructure is exactly. already there. Why it's not? Shitty infrastructure. Well, and it's
0: all and it's all uh, Trump people, Bongino, yeah. and it's all you know, it's all people that are uh, you know have already been loyal took, to Trump. basically uh, took Russia's spot. <laughs> what
1: do you mean what? Dan Bongino is now taking Rush Limbaugh's spot on his oh Rush Limbaugh I damn. thought you said, 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 no, said Russia I thought you said I'm Russia's like, spot oh, not the Rush's, spot of the Russians Russia's
0: you know? spot yeah. not Russia's spot yeah that's exactly okay.
2: as we get control right. over this broadcast to figure out how what form of communism we're going to pick out of this yeah. my comrades
0: well that's going to be the interesting thing because Eric Erickson you mm-hmm. know uh, a formerly of Red State you know is in the Rush Limbaugh slot on WSB in Atlanta. So mm-hmm. it's gonna be interesting who kinda really fills that slot eventually down I the road. Think but I think it's open you know. season. You know, and it came a lot closer. I'd been saying this for a long time. That now is the kind of the time to break into that pl- into that medium, you know, to establish, let's say, a radio audience or a media audience, mm-hmm. because it was only a matter of time before Trump was. I mean, Rush wasn't do you, around. They,
1: do you see anybody from Fox News being taken into that spot? No. I mean-
0: now, the transition from television to radio is incredibly difficult. I mean, it's a it's, it's usually it's, the opposite. It's almost a very it's a very very different skill set. Mm-hmm. Um, and and to be honest, most of the people on television are just teleprompter readers. Yeah. Um, and couldn't run like. People don't even. even Tucker. People, people. Politics aside, people. No, because I, I think Tucker might be a good one, but politics aside, people truly have no clue how hard it is to do what Rush Limbaugh was doing for to hours, do three n- hours a day. Hours to talk by yourself, predominantly, right? Because he rarely interviewed. Yeah. And Bo Nerdly, his producer, also rarely spoke on 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 microphone. It's not like Michael Spurconish, um,
1: where he has his producer TC talking, hey, what's going on? Yeah,
0: it was always off air, right, yeah, in yeah. his ear. Um, People have no clue how hard that is. That's incredibly difficult to be able to fill three hours' worth of content. Prepare the material. And make it engaging content, mm-hmm. right? Because, again, like he had a larger radio audience than Howard Stern, and a lot of people yeah. don't realize that. Um, Howard Stern became Howard Stern because he branched out into television, he branched out into other things. Movies. But Rush Limbaugh, when it came to radio, was dominant like by by a mile. Mm-hmm. All right. So, anyways, on that note, thank you so much, everybody, for watching. Uh, uh, You know, as usual, we ran a little long, but that's okay. We got a lot in today. Uh, Don't forget, you can watch all the videos of this and every other episode on Facebook and YouTube. Uh, But don't forget to subscribe to the audio version of our podcast. That are giant, enormous, uh, gargantuan, multinational tech overlords at Google, Apple, Spotify, Audible, and Amazon. Got them all that time, see? yeah. There you go. Um, uh, thank you so much to everybody Good for job. watching. Everybody in the comment section, we love you all very much. Until next time, this has been the yard sign. Good night, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>